Welcome to the Modern Jewish Girl Podcast. I'm Jenna, lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in the holy city of Jerusalem. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. We're currently in the part of the Torah where we're learning about the life of Abraham or Avraham, who was really the father of Judaism and all of the tests that he endured. And it's easy to read these things and think, you know, what does it really have to do with me? But our sages teach us that every part of the Torah is relevant to us. And specifically, all of the tests that our forefathers underwent are a lesson to each of us personally. So with this in mind, I want to focus specifically on the test of Lech Lecha, that Abraham went through the first test. And we actually spoke about this last year, but we're going to speak about it in a little bit of a different context today, maybe shed some new light. And I want to speak about this test and how it relates to us. So what was the test of Lech Lecha? Abraham was told, go from your land, from your birthplace, and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. What's important to understand here, what our sages teach us, is that his test wasn't just leaving the place where he came from physically, but removing himself from the culture that he grew up in. He had to detach himself not just from his physical birthplace, but from the essence and culture of that place. And what was the culture where he grew up? Well, we know that where he grew up, people were idol worshipers. You know, Abraham was really like the first person to believe in one God in his whole society, in his whole, in his world at the time. It was a radical thing to believe in one God at that point. Everyone was worshiping idols. And the Midrash tells us further that Abraham saw people in his hometown eating, drinking, engaging in frivolity. They were spending their days having a good time. They weren't pursuing anything meaningful. And today, this doesn't really sound so different from today, honestly. <laughs> you know, the prevailing West, Western culture, we chase money, we chase success, fame, fun, pleasure. In our own ways, we are really still an idol-worshipping society, but the idols themselves have changed. Okay, we, we're not bowing down to statues of gold and silver, but I think many people are bowing down to money and success and themselves, and what feels good. And Rabbi Manus Friedman talks about this in his new book, Creating a Life That Matters, which I just started reading. He has a chapter called The Real American Idol, where he breaks down all of these modern day idols. It's so interesting. The worship of the self, of entitlement, of money, of celebrity, fame. If you think about it, none of these things lead to a life of meaning and purpose in themselves. They're all false gods. They're all modern-day idols. And more than that, none of these external things lead to peace of mind. I'm reading Rav Zelig Pliskin's Gateway to Happiness, which I've mentioned here before, and he says, he's quoting our Torah sages, who say that it's not the pursuit of wealth that leads to peace of mind, but the pursuit of wisdom. It's really all about what's going on internally, much more than what's going on externally. And I've seen this in my own life. You know, I have friends who have quote unquote, everything, and yet they're absolutely miserable. And I have friends who don't seem to have everything that our society values, but they're the happiest people on earth. So the question is, who's really the wealthier one? And and our Torah tells us the one who has peace of mind and happiness is the person who's truly wealthy. 
So back to Abraham. He saw what was going on in his culture and he decided he didn't want to be a part of it. And at that point, Hashem told him, Lech Lecha. And I think that's very interesting that it happens in that order because there's an idea in the Torah that Hashem leads us in the way we want to go. So it seems that a prerequisite to living a meaningful life is that we first need to make a conscious decision that we want to live a life that matters, that we want to live a life of consciousness where we're actively choosing our values and we're not just absorbing the values that our society gives us. And along this point, it's interesting to note that the Torah doesn't say leave your birthplace and your father's house and go to Eretz Israel. It doesn't even specify the destination because our sages teach that the test was really more about Abraham turning away from the culture that he grew up in. By the time I got to college, I was a bit unique <laughs> because I had already had a good time in high school and I was ready to see what else life had to offer. You know, I was looking for more meaning at that point in my life where most people when they get to college are looking to party and have fun as their main priority. That wasn't my priority anymore. And I, in this way, I felt very disconnected from the mainstream college culture. I just wasn't interested in only having a good time anymore. You know, obviously, I, I liked having a good time sometimes, but it was more about, you know, being with friends and having deep conversations and like finding meaning. I was just more about finding meaning in life at that point. And this drive actually led me to create a magazine called Generation Response, <laughs> which I started when I was at, which when I was in campus at Emory, and. Uh, the title Generation Response was a challenge to the apathy I saw in college culture, how people just wanted to party. They were focused on themselves. They didn't really care about what was going on in the world. So it kind of shows you where I was at at that point in my life. And interestingly, it was at that point that I was presented with the opportunity to go on the Israel trip when I was really exposed to Torah learning for the first time and which really started my whole journey of finding myself, going to myself. So it seems that similar to Abraham, when I was able to realize and look around me and say, like, this isn't really the life I want to lead, you know, just drinking myself into oblivion and, and then getting a job and, and earning money. And there has to be more, you know, than what's going on in the society around me. And at that point, Hashem kind of led me, led me to, to Torah. The Zohar and the Sfas Emes explain that Lech Lecha means to find who you really are. Because the society that we live in is not who we really are. We are not external things. We're not the money we make, the cars we drive, the clothes we wear. You know, this external focused society pulls us away from who we really are. We get caught up in the things that are superficial. And the danger of this is that we really can lose our true identity and lose sight of what's really important in life. A quick anecdote, when I was in middle school, I don't even remember doing this. My mom told me that I came home from school one day and I asked my mom for Prada sneakers, designer brand sneakers that were probably hundreds of dollars. And my mom said, you know, when your feet stop growing, <laughs> you can get them. But if your feet are still growing, we're not, we're not buying that. But just the fact that I came home and asked for designer brand sneakers shows that my society was rubbing off on me. The values of my environment were seeping in. So we have to be conscious of this because this can even happen in religious communities. It's not necessarily just like the secular culture. 
values that aren't necessarily Torah values totally can seep into Torah communities as well. So the question is, who are we really? And we need to plug into the fact that we are the actions that we do and the thoughts that we have in our hearts and our character traits. It's these things that make up who we really are. So this was the journey that Abraham Avinu and all of us really have to go on, the journey to get out of the society that we're living in and really find ourselves. And an interesting side note is that this happened when Abraham was in his 70s. You know, we, I told the story of me in college, like you think of this type of a journey happening at 18 years old, you know, something like that. But he was in his 70s. So it's it's so clear that there's always time for change and growth. That's why we're here. And it doesn't really matter how old we are. So once we're able to look at the society around us and say, okay, I want to live a conscious life. I want to live a life of values. Then what? You know, then what's the, what's the journey from there? So the journey from there is the land that I will show you, really Eretz Israel. But what's interesting is that the Torah teaches us, it's not just, it doesn't mean you have, everyone has to go to Israel right now, although that would be nice. <laughs> but it's about connecting ourselves to places of Eretz Israel, which exist even outside the land. And these are places the Gemara tells us that are places of Torah learning, where people are toiling in Torah, living by Torah values. And certainly communities like that exist all over the world. And in connecting ourselves to Torah values and constantly growing and working on ourselves, this is how we go on the journey that we're really meant to go on that Abraham was being brought on. And I find that this lesson is very timely because we're now in the month of Cheshvan, Mar Cheshvan. We just had Elul and Tishrei where we were going through the phase that Rabbi Akiva Tatz calls initial inspiration, you know, we're inspired by all the holidays and setting our goals for the year and having a big vision. And now Cheshvan, there is no holidays. And we're in the in the phase now that Rabbi Tatz would call struggle, where we have to take the goals that we made for this year and we have to really integrate them and work on them. Now's the time where we really do the work. So the Sfas Emes says that part of the meaning of lech, the word lech, is to be a mehalech, is to be a growing person, to keep climbing up the ladder of life, always attaining new heights. Because we know this is a Torah principle that if we're not going up, by definition, we're going down. So we always have to be working on something. And lech also has the same gematria, the same numerical value in the letters as the word kol, everything. And the Torah tells us that Avraham was blessed with everything because he left the exile that he was in. He elevated himself and he was a person who was constantly growing. And in this merit, he was blessed with everything. So what's really cool is that okay, we want to live lives of meaning and purpose and and we want to try to elevate ourselves. But the Torah tells us that we're going to be rewarded for this, even in this life, that we will be blessed with everything. To sum up, once Abraham made a decision to live a life of meaning, Hashem led him in the right direction and told him that he needed to leave his birthplace, not just physically, but culturally and psychologically. And the image of Abraham as a child smashing the idols in his hometown or his father's house is so powerful. And similarly, we can think of ourselves as smashing the idols in our lives and in our culture, worshiping ourselves, worshiping money, worshiping fame, worshiping success. 
we also have the opportunity to go on a journey where we consciously decide how we will live rather than living by default because that's how we grew up or that's how society tells us we should live. And we could do this through attaching ourselves to Eretz Yisrael or our centers of Torah learning and through constantly growing in our own lives. And in this merit, we should all be blessed with everything just like Abraham was. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, give us a rating, a review, and of course, share with your family and friends. Be blessed.